Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Take Action with Keon. I am your host, Keon Henderson. And what a joy and a privilege it is to have you here today. But guess what guys, today I got a special guest. I brought somebody into the studio with me to talk about uh, some very important issues. And today, oh my God, I think we got a hot one. I'm gonna take a break uh, from the, 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 the normal uh, line of inquiry. You know, we've been talking about business and we've been talking about money and we've been talking about uh, taking action. But, you know, one of the things that I keep getting uh, hit up in Instagram and in my DM and all of that about is relationships, relationships, relationships. And I brought in a very capable young man uh, who's been with me uh, in business and in ministry for about six years now. And uh, is just climbing through our organization and going to the highest heights of executiveship. And um, I think that he plays an important role um, in what we do uh, in all of our uh, efforts. And uh, his name is Pastor Torrance Moore. Uh, he is the Congregational Care Pastor of the Lighthouse Church here in Houston, Texas. Uh, great trusted brother and friend. And so he's here with us today. Pastor Torrance, how you doing today? Man, I am doing absolutely wonderful. I I just want to thank you for the opportunity to come here, man, to get on this podcast with you. Listen, I hear you do these podcasts all the time. I wonder what you're doing behind <laughs> these closed doors. I finally get a chance to see the process of how things are developed back here. This is awesome. Well, you know, earlier I was doing one and you thought I was fussing at somebody. Yeah, I did. I, I did. was fussing. I was fussing at them, telling them to get up and do something with their life. Yeah, um, yeah. A nice new watch too, sir. Nice man, new shoes, man. You know, you know, I've been trying to, I've been trying to catch up with you for the past couple of years. It took me six years to finally get. <laughs> Close enough to say I'm in the same vicinity with the Reverend. Nah, you know what happened? You got in that relationship, man. Yeah, you I did. I did. If it had not been for my wife, man, yeah. Sister Kimberly Moore, I wouldn't look half as decent as I do. She's the one that keep me up to par. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> you are ugly without it, so I want you to know that right now. <laughs> but listen, man, I was reading this quote uh, where Chris Rock said, there is no equality in a relationship. He said, you are both there to serve. And um, he said, you are in a band and you have to play the role that you've been assigned. He said, sometimes you are in the lead and sometimes you're the tambourine. And if you are the tambourine, play it right because nobody wants to see the mad tambourine player. He said, play it right. Play it like Ike and Tina Turner. Ike and Tina Turner. Yeah, you know, I saw that. You saw that. Mm -hmm. is it, is, do you think that's true that that um, a relationship is like a band and everybody has to play their own part? No, I, I, I think that relationships, Chris Rock may be on to something, but then there is a certain uh, aspect of a relationship where then people have to play their part, but people have to also know their part. Mm. Yeah, the husband, um, even from the biblical uh, foundation of it all, the husband has been given the head role but I think it's also important enough for the husband to be able to submit some time to the wife in order for uh, for the best parts of the relationship to be exposed. You know, if we sometimes the husband can submit to the wife and allow her to be great in her own way, I think we end up being great ourselves mm. because they give us give us such a great push and such uh, key ingredients to what we're doing. That I think we do have to understand what part she plays and what part we play. See, one of the things that I always get and my, um, and again, I reference my direct messages is mm -hmm. because, you know, we think 
you know, in terms of marriage, because I've mm -hmm. got a wife, you got a wife, and so when we talk about relationships, we think about it from the perspective of, you know, we put a ring on it, and we, you know, we done, <laughs> we done, we done, we done put them in houses that they like to live in. Our mm -hmm. wives dress well, mm -hmm. they drive well, and we've done as best as we could as husbands. But what do you say? You know, we live in a world now where they're saying, you know, fifty-five percent of the population is single. Like there are more yeah. single people in the world. They're single as it relates to marriage and relationship. But they're they're so they're they're single as it relates to marriage, but they're in relationship as it relates to relationship. Mm -hmm. They've got somebody they're not married to. They're dating somebody. Or you know, for the sake of the truth, you know, a lot of them um, live together and and mm -hmm. and are living mm -hmm. their lives and 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 are good Christians and love God and go to church and just haven't decided to make that commitment. Do you think that the same rules apply uh, to the people who may have not walked down an aisle or have gone to a a court? And, and got papers, do they live by the same rules that we live by? Do they have to play their role or, or is, are there no roles? Help, help me to explain to them how they should see relationship if they're not in the traditional sense of a relationship. Well, I think if there is, that there isn't a ring put on it, I think that you only have your role to play. <laughs> For the simple fact, that my mama always told me, if you ain't got no ring on it, I ain't got to listen to nothing you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I am in the essence still single. So, so, and I love your mama. By the way, <laughs> your mama make the best pancakes. Yes, and, you do. And potato oh mixture stuff that I have ever had in my and life. And the bacon. Oh my God. Now listen, man, did you know that I don't eat pork and, and beef anymore? Man, I know that. You see the six pack? I ain't seen it yet. Reverend, listen, it's going to be seven because the way I'm working on it, man. Well, I, I, still, I'm, I guess I need to get away because I got a 32. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 32 pack keg and everything else over Man, it. something is but, wrong with you. But so yeah. if you're single, you, the only role you play is your role. It's your role. The only, play, the only role you have to play is your role. Now, I can respect what, you, what your intent is toward me, but I don't have to submit to your intent. Well, what if I what if I pay the bills though? What if I what if we live together and I pay the bills and you don't work and and um, you know I bought you a car and I bought you clothes and and so so you get all those benefits but you don't have to play that wife well, role well, or that you, husband role. If I'm in your house and you paying all the bills for me, then somebody got pimped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling the truth, Rev. You know, but 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 to be honest, if if that type of situation is going on, well, then uh, there's going to be an expectation of repayment soon. Mm -hmm. And I think that you need to to find out what it is that you want from this relationship if you're in that type of situation. Find out what it is that you want from this relationship and that you need to make a choice to put some type of foundation on it. Because eventually, there's going to be a, a time when that other person who's doing all of these things for you I'm going to ask for repayment. I think you just came up with something. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you heard what he just said because he just gave you a million dollars worth of game for $9.99. <laughs> that although you are accepting uh, the accoutrements, if you will, of being in that relationship without that commitment, you got to understand that there is no way to escape acceptance without incurring expectation. <clears throat> that when you receive those things, Without receiving commitment, you can't expect to escape receiving without an expectation. And yep. I think that's that's a huge, huge, huge line of inquiry that if you don't want to have to live up to somebody's expectations, then it's possible 
that you may need to recalibrate the relationship or as yes, Pastor Torrance just said, put some sort of foundation on it. Yes, um, I, was, I was reading an article the other day that said that 66% um, of millennials, um, and believe it or not, I didn't, I didn't notice until recently, that the last millennial was born in 81. I just so happened to be born in 81. Wow. Here I am thinking I'm outside of a generation and I made it by the skin of my teeth. So they wow. say if you're born between 81 and 99, you're in this group. And they were saying that 66%, not 14%, not 16%, 66, almost 70% of millennials are in relationships with people who have no retirement or oh don't God. have retirement themselves. So they're living a life, as we just stated, uh, perhaps with this pseudo commitment because they're in but not in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they, they've got the bank accounts joined, you know, they, they, they both parked the cars in the garage but they haven't made it official. And then the, the caveat to that, which makes it difficult on the back end, is that not only have they not set up for their present wow. to be fluid, but they also have nothing for tomorrow to make sure that their their future can be secure. Um, I, I want you to, you know, you and your wife own a business. Yes, sir. And she owned a business before we were you, you were married and you had your own thing going on mm -hmm. before you mm -hmm. all married her, before you all married each other. And, and you had a son and she had a daughter and mm -hmm. then you guys came together and brought your families together. Talk about um, uh, how you were able to blend, you know, the all of the complexities of, you know, being single all of those years, and mm -hmm. she was single, and you having a son, and she has a son and a daughter, and 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 her having a business, and you have. How did you all do all of that? Well, and that's a great question, Pastor, because uh, just to answer the question about the sixty-six percent living with someone who has no retirement, when I see when I hear those numbers. Uh, blaring at us like that, I hear no strategy. Mm. Uh, retirement or 401k is the epitome of, to me of strategy for the long haul. And oftentimes you have people who live relationship with no strategy. Mm. So if you have no retirement plan, then you have no plan for your relationship. Uh, planning out your relationship first takes the time to sit down and tell the other what you expect for them while I'm telling why I'm asking you what you expect from me. That's mm -hmm. the way me and my wife blended our relationship. We came together and she had a business that was thriving. She was making six figures uh, when I found her. Mm -hmm. she, she, she had just bought a brand new car, had just remodeled the house on her own. Mm -hmm. So there was no way for me to come in and tell her that I'm not bringing something to this table. Mm -hmm because she already had high expectations. Right. So I had to come in with a strategy to say, babe, this is how we're gonna do this. I know what you do. You make more money. I was working at gas at the time. Uh, my, she was making six figures. I was getting up there, mm -hmm. but I wasn't quite at that, at that place. I said, I'm gonna come in and babe, what we're gonna do, we're gonna put our income together. But this is what we're planning to accomplish in the next three to four years. We're gonna put this money together. We're gonna to build our retirement plan. We're gonna build up our saving account. We're gonna get out of debt. And at the time, my credit was not good. Mm. Hers was. So what we did, we came together. She said, well, you need to start uh, putting some things to the side. Get rid of these credit cards. Put this down. I'm going to help you get your credit, your credit score right 
So when we get out here and we and we want to buy some things or get into a next next level of living, I can we can do that. And you know what? Now look at how that strategy has come together, mm-hmm. and now y'all make multiple six figures together. Together, and you guys are out of debt and and all of this stuff. So I think I think guys, what you should be listening to is is not so much uh, the success, but the struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Pastor Torrance comes into this office every day, and let me tell y'all <laughs> what he do. Let me tell you what he do before he speak. No, no, don't let me lie on him. He's going to speak first. Because he's, he's one of the most consistent men you ever meet. He's going to speak first. But before he crack a computer open, before he crack a Bible open, before he crack a book open, the first thing he's going to do is go to the coffee get machine coffee, right? and get a cup of coffee. Get that in my Hello Handsome cup. <laughs> his Hello Handsome cup yeah. that, by the way, his six-figure wife got for him. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so let me tell you what he does. He gets this cup of coffee. And once he gets that first sip in him, then he goes around and he speaks to everybody in all yeah, of the offices everybody. and makes yeah, sure everybody's yeah. doing good and, yeah. and checks on everybody. And if they ain't doing good, he'll say something to make them feel good. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I recognize is that Pastor Torrance comes in and gets that cup of coffee. And not, not that he should do this, but let me tell you how we all do it. If life is the cup of coffee, look at how many steps we forsake and forget before we get to the place of enjoyment. Mm -hmm. See, the first thing you gotta understand is that those coffee beans have to first be planted in a dark place. Yes. And then after they're planted in a dark place, they have to be harvested. Yes. After they are harvested, they've gotta be transported. After they're transported, they've gotta be cleaned. After they're cleaned, then they gotta be roasted. Mm -hmm. After they're roasted, then they have to be grinded. Mm -hmm. After they're grinded, then they have to be boiled. Look at how many steps the seed has to go through before it gets to the place of enjoyment. And I think that so many people think that a relationship is like the cup of coffee, that they can take themselves as the cup, go over to the other person, and the other person pours happiness and joy and peace and whatever Mm -hmm. else you want into them. But let me tell you, relationships are transportation. Relationships are dark. Relationships are a grind. And then after you go through the grind, sometimes you have to be boiled. And you would think that after being grinded, that that would be the final process, but sometimes you get in hot water after that grind. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so, what you see in other people as success is is and and if you take what Chris Rock said as playing the role or the analogy that I got the steps the the steps the grind the role all of it is is basically um, a metaphor of letting you know that 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 it's all difficult. Yeah. That that managing your money is difficult. That managing your relationship yes. is difficult. Yes. yes. But you got to go through the steps. You got to go through the steps. And and one of the things that um, that I looked up for you guys, and wanted to share with you is that my favorite quote, or one of my favorite quotes, is "How you do anything is how you do everything." I say that all the time yes, sir. because if you are good at relationships, then you have the propensity to be good at managing money. Mm-hmm. If you're good at managing money, then you have the propensity to be good at cleaning your house. If you're good at cleaning your house, you have the propensity to be good at, at opening a company because how you do anything is how you do everything. Now, you may not do all of the roles, but you, you may open the company. You may not be good at bookkeeping. But if you're the visionary and you find yeah, a good yeah. bookkeeper, then see, that's like playing the tambourine. Mm-hmm. You, you may be the drummer, but you can lead the band from the drum. You may be the organist. You can lead the band from the organ, but mm-hmm. you've got to mm-hmm. make sure that you're playing your role. And I, I found seven strategies for success oh, that I want to give you. 
I want to give you seven strategies, and, and, and Pastor Torrance and I will kind of bounce off of each other as we, as we do this. But the first thing you got to do is you got to get to know yourself. You got to get Absolutely. to know yourself. So many people spend time in their relationship. Oh, girl, I know, I know him. I know him better than he know himself. <laughs> what good is it for you to know somebody else better than they know themselves and for you not to know Who you, you better than they know you? The first person you have to get to know is you. What distracts you? See, one thing I know about me is I cannot study with the television on. I cannot study. I cannot read a book with the radio on. I can't, I can't talk on the phone with my favorite song playing. I am not that smart. My mm -hmm. mind is not that good. Mm -hmm. I've got to get away from everything because I know that I'm easily distracted. I know my intellectual proclivities. I know my habits. I know what helps me and what hurts me. I know the appropriation of my time is more effective when I plan it as opposed to an ad hoc uh, a situation. Uh, so you got to get to know yourself. Torrance, when you met Kim, wasn't it important for you to know yourself? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I had to know myself because I knew because I, I wanted to get what I wanted. Yeah. So when I saw her, because I knew myself, I knew that, that she was what I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, if I wouldn't have known myself, then I'd been still out there running around chasing something that I thought that I wanted but didn't need. And how many of us have done that? How many of you guys have done that? You know, you got in this relationship and it didn't work, and you got in that business deal and it didn't work, and you oh you did God. that company and it didn't work, and and you were blaming the company, but what you should have been blaming is not the company, you. but yourself. Yes, sir. And, and sometimes you blame the company, which is the one you work for, when you should have been blaming the company, which is the people you hang around, because the people you should never be around people long enough where they don't help you to introduce you to yourself. Yes, sir. You should have people in your life that you don't mind yes, yes, helping you to know who you are. Pastor yes, Torrance does that for me all the time. Yes, you know, even in greatness, he'll know, Reverend, you don't know who you are. Or even in, in, in times of development, he'll say, well, I think you can do that better. And mm -hmm. you've got to have people in your life uh, who you can accept it from. But you know why I can accept it from him? Because he allows me to, to do it with him. Mm -hmm. He allows me to give him that same feedback. So you got to know yourself. The other things you got to do is you got to set a personal Goal. Oh my God. You got to set a personal goal. A lot of people I know, their goals are set by other people. Yes. Oh, you should do. Or you would be good at. Those are the, 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 the two opening statements of failure. You yes, would sir. be good at. You should do. Oh. If I were you, I would. If it's not your goal and you pursue somebody else's thoughts, you have just at that moment taken yourself away from the fruition of what it is that you should be faithful to. You know, if I came and told Pastor Torrance right now, uh, Torrance, you would be good at opening a lawn business. How does mm -hmm. that meet with the vision you have set mm -hmm. up for yourself, mm -hmm. even if you would be good at it? Mm -hmm. that, doesn't meet, that doesn't meet my vision because uh, I don't like the sun. See, I didn't take into account <laughs> yeah. that you didn't like the sun. All I know is I came to your house one day and you were making sure that there were no weeds in the flower bed. And so mm -hmm. I looked at you doing mm -hmm. that one day and thought, and oh, my God, yeah. he'd be good yeah. at it. Yeah. And I took a, I made a, a, a lifetime snapshot off of a five-second preview of your life and made an mm -hmm. assumption uh, that doesn't even match with what mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. that you have a passion for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like the sun. Well, there so it I is. don't want to be out there in the sun for too long. Well, then you don't need to open no line. I don't business. need to open no line. <laughs> you keep you keep preaching and managing those businesses. The third thing you need to do is manage your time 
But listen to this. I never heard anybody say this before. Everybody tells you to manage your time. Okay. But you know what else you need to manage? You need to manage your attention. Oh, wow. You need to manage your attention. You need to find out what deserves your attention and you need to manage it. You need to make sure that not, in, not everybody and not anything can get your attention. Don't let somebody else make their emergency your emergency. If I can give you a biblical example, I'll tell you the Bible says that, they, that, that the one whom thou loved was sick. Jesus' his friend, Lazarus, was sick. Mm -hmm. And his brother sent unto Jesus and said, listen, he whom thou lovest is sick. sick. Jesus waited four days before he showed up. Why? He was in, in, in effect saying, I'm going to manage my attention. I'm going to finish <laughs> where I am. I'm going to finish the miracle that I just started. I'm going to finish my ministry on this side of town. And I have you on the schedule for four days. And guess what? If Lazarus was dead today, he'll still be dead in four days. And whatever I'm going to do on day one, I can do on day four. That's yes, the sir. same thing that you've got to do in your life. You got to manage your attention. attention. What do you agree with? With the ability or the idea that we have to manage our attention? Yes, sir. Because we only have so much time in a day, and if we have our attention pulled away on so many uh, uh, things that that are, that are invaluable, well, then you're not focused enough to get what needs to be done done. So I, I'll keep my attention on the main thing. So I manage my attention, and I don't allow things to come in and distract me because I understand me. Mm -hmm. I know me, the first one. Right. If I do allow things to come in, I'll get nothing done. Right. So I keep my attention focused. So I think that's important for everyone, that if you know yourself, then you know what distracts you, like Pastor said. You know what distracts you. You know what gets under your skin. You know what arouses you. You know what pushes your buttons. But if you are, are focused and keep your attention on one lane, where it needs to be. Then you can get the gist of everything you need to get done. done. And, and this is how you can keep your relationship going smooth is because your relationship deserves your focus. Most of the arguments that you've probably had with somebody you've been in relationship, yes, sir. it's always you don't spend enough time with me or you didn't consider my feelings or, or I saw you doing with somebody else what I wish you would have done for me. Yes, when you sir. get to work, you yes, say sir. hi to everybody. And when you come in the house, you don't say hi to me. You know why? Because you have lost your attention. You've yes, lost sir. the focus of your attention. Yes, sir. The other thing that I say that will help people in relationships and in business is that you have to always think like a teacher. And what do I mean by that? Whenever a teacher uh, crafts a lesson, they have reasons for doing it. And as you move through the course of your life, you got to spend some time considering the reasons why you do a thing. <clears throat> You know, you got to ask yourself, for example, why why am I reading this book? Why am I reading this text message that somebody just sent me? Why am I reading this email? What's the point of it? If you don't if you don't ask yourself these questions, if you're not questioning yourself, then then life will answer for you. So you you've got to, as I told you on our last podcast, that you have to take control of the most powerful asset that you have, which is the mind. Yes, sir. Not only the mind, but the subconscious mind. So you've got to always be thinking, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point for this date? What's the point for this relationship? What direction is it going? Why do I work here? Why do I work there? Why should I write this? Why should I start that? You've got to always be thinking that way. The other thing you got to do is that you should take notes on your life and you should review those notes every day. If you're not taking notes, you all are going to laugh at me right now. Pastor Torrance, you may laugh at me right now. I literally have a note section on my wife in my phone. Mm. I literally take notes on my wife. I watch her respond to certain things. I watch her not respond to certain things. 
I literally have a, 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 a whole set of notes wow. in my phone because isn't it true wow. that anything we study, we take notes on? Absolutely, Reverend. And you know, I've, I've, that goes uh, so much in line when I do uh, counseling sessions with couples. And these tips, uh, just, just matter of fact, these tips can be helpful for so many couples. But I, I, when I do my counseling sessions with couples, I always tell men uh, the scriptures in First Peter, I believe it three and seven. It says, "Husbands, uh, dwell with your wives according to knowledge, mm. not not a knowledge that says that I've already attained, but a knowledge that's progressive, mm. that is continuously <clears throat> learning. Yeah, that study note section that you have in there about your wife helps you to continuously know who she is, that she never becomes so dull to you that you take for granted." what you have in your hand. And most times men forget to dwell with their, with their wives according to knowledge. According to knowledge. And I refer to it often and often see how much it changed. Wow, it changes all the time, I know it does. It changes all the time. I look at it and like, oh my gosh, she don't like that no more. Delete, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. delete, she, she's not responding to that anymore. Delete, or she's responding to that more now. Mm -hmm. Delete, mm -hmm. it's, it's an ebb and flow. The notes that I have on her now are almost completely in the opposite direction of where she was when I first met her. Wow. So because I keep notes on Yeah, because I'm a professor. Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher. I mm -hmm. think like an instructor mm -hmm. about my wife mm -hmm. or about my business or whatever I care about. See, although we're lose, using relationships as an apparatus, mm -hmm. what we're trying to really drill down into you mm -hmm. is that relationships is an easy platform to show you that how you do anything is how yeah, you, you do, do everything. everything. So if you're in a relationship right now and you're inconsistent with that spouse, mm -hmm. then possibly you're inconsistent at the job yes, or with the company because how you yes, do anything... Sir. Yes, sir. It's how you do everything. Yes, sir. The next thing you ought to do is do a little work on an assignment the day it's given, preferably mapping out a plan or outlining it for completion. So the Bible says that we shouldn't let the sun go down on our anger, which literally means that today's argument deserves to be treated like today's homework, mm -hmm. that we should not keep pushing off for tomorrow what we could do today, that we should not... Just, you know, let's let's walk around the house and be mad at each other for mm -hmm. three days. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. any homework assignment that you don't turn in mm -hmm. the day is due, it's late and you're not going to get yeah. full credit. Yes, is sir. it possible, ladies and gentlemen, that if you would have handled it the day that the homework, the argument, the challenge was given, mm -hmm. that you could possibly be given a satisfactory grade from life. But because you decided to wait, mm -hmm. because perhaps you may not have had the maturity, the desire to deal with it at the time it needed to be dealt with. You could fail the class. Yes, sir. Here's the last thing I want to say, that you got to be able to explain a difficult idea, concept, or problem to the person you're in relationship with. You got to be able to have the hard conversations. Yes, sir. You got to be able to... I told a friend yesterday, um, he came over to the house, had a situation he wanted to talk to me about, and anybody who knows me, um, when I have a friend, I have no limits. He came to my he came to my house at midnight, mm. and I sat with him on the back porch to one in the morning to discuss this. Mm. And the one thing that that I said to him um, that that he really told me about what his plans were and what he wanted to do, I told him I said you're going to win, 
you're going to succeed. And I said, the reason why you're going to win and you're going to succeed is not because you're working hard, because a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. I said, you're going to succeed and it's not because you're smart, mm -hmm. a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. I said, you're going to win because you have the ability to do the hard things. Yeah. You have the ability to have the hard conversations. Very few people are equipped with the ability to have the hard conversations, yes, to sir. do the hard things. If you're going to succeed in relationship, if you're going to succeed in business, whatever it is that you do, ladies and gentlemen, you have to adopt the ability to do the hard stuff. Yes, sir. It is what is going to separate you from those who win and those who lose. Being able, how, how many times in the success of your relationship, and I'm sure that life has happened to your relationship and you oh, and your yes. wife have been through oh, some yes. hard times. The reason why, would you agree that the reason why you are still married and you've been able to hold it together is that you have been able to do and say the hard things? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, it's been times we have to just sit down in the middle of the floor, cross our legs in Indian style, and have the hard conversation. Wow. So, it, you know, it, it's the only way that you're going to uh, practice what you taught us, especially taught me the firefighter's mentality. Mm. So explain to our audience as we conclude, what is the firefighter's the mentality? The firefighter mentality is when you know that there's a blaze uh, or a spark in your relationship that needs to be addressed. That the firemen, at the sign of a fire and the alarm goes off, they don't run away from the blaze, they run to it. Mm. That they go head in to that discussion. So we sit down and we deal with those discussions face to face and we don't allow that ourselves to get up into that discussion is dealt with. Because we don't want it to linger. If anything that lingers is going to eventually turn into a three alarm blaze and then it's going to burn up other areas of, of your relationship. So you're not handling the homework assignment. So we're not handling the homework assignment. So we deal with it right then. So, so ladies and gentlemen, um, you heard it right from the horse's mouth. I think that we've given you enough uh, to chew on and yeah, we used relationships as an apparatus to bounce the idea off of because it is something that most people can contend with. But the truth is, is the real lesson is how you do anything. It's how you do it. It's how you do everything. Yes, sir. If you, if you see that your budget is off and you see that you got money going out faster than you've got it coming in and you're mm -hmm. struggling financially, then that's a blaze and you're going to have to run into it because how you do anything it's how you do everything. It's how you do everything. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that this conversation has helped you. I hope this conversation has really gotten down into the crevices of your mentality and redirected the traffic of your thoughts. I hope that what we said today is something that you can use. Maybe you got relationship out of this. Maybe you got business out of this. Maybe you got money management out of this. You know what? We don't care what you got out of it as long as you got something out of it that will lead you to take action. My name is Keon Henderson. Your co-host today has been Torrance Moore. We thank you for spending this time with us, and we'll see you next time or hear from you next time at Take Action. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pastor Keon. Make sure you go to our Facebook page, Keon Henderson. Send us your comments. Let us know if you're enjoying it. And guess what? Send us some suggestions. What are some of the things you want to hear? We'll talk about it. We're in this group together. We're in this community. We'll see you next time. Friends and colleagues, it's time to take action and subscribe to this podcast. Follow Kian Henderson on social media at Pastor Kian. Visit the website daily for lifestyle, leadership, and learning at kianhenderson.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, 
and keep doing life.